Welcome to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to learn from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical, sexy new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new life, you are in the right place and I've got your back. Hey, 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 welcome to the podcast that is all about your healing. A lot of people have told me that this podcast is their happy place. And if that's you, thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. What an amazing compliment, right? (laughs) And if that is you, today I'm going to help you experience expand your access to happy places. And if you want to quite say that that's that this podcast is your happy place, I'm going to help you discover a bunch of happy places. And this is going to be a way for you to heal and maybe even grieve your breakup in a productive way. Today, I'm going to talk about why the concept of the happy place is useful for breakup healing the meaning of a touchstone or a happy place, the emotional scale. I'm going to talk about my touchstones and my happy places. I'm going to talk about how you can discover your happy place to heal from your breakup and some ideas if you are finding it hard to get started. I want to first start with a quote from Joe Dispenza. He says, the quantum field responds not to what we want. It responds to who we are being. In other words, we need to place ourselves in situations that make us feel what we want. It's not about doing the thing. It's about what we are being. And this is why I'm doing this episode to give you a primer as to what this means for your breakup healing. And I just noticed I am still quite hoarse. I did, I put on a very large event yesterday here in Denver for the ex-Mormon community. And yeah, I was so hoarse yesterday and I'm noticing now that it's it's still with me. So my apologies. (laughs) I speak with a lot of people who tell me that they cannot control their thoughts after their breakup. It may feel this way, but it's really not the case. We do have control over our thoughts, not the other way around. One of the many ways that we control what we are thinking is by controlling our environment. How do we do that? We do that by doing what feels good. We do that by finding out what feels good and then doing it over and over and over again. Some people in the law of attraction space call these things touchstones. Some other people may just simply call it a happy place. During a breakup, 
we sometimes need to be very, very intentional about bringing these touchstones into our days. When we are grieving a breakup, we may wake up feeling horrible and have moments through the day when we feel worse emotionally than we have ever felt, right? Nothing hurts like a breakup. It can seem like such a stretch to think that we are going to go from feeling so miserable to feeling like ourselves again, or go from feeling miserable to joyful. A lot of us believe that we'll never be happy again or that we can't be happy without our ex. The truth is, we can't do a 180 overnight, nor should we really. I want to make sure to be really clear that me encouraging you to learn how to snap out of the dark place you may be in does not mean that I believe that grieving is not a healthy, normal, and completely necessary part of the healing process. Repressed grief can come back to really bite us. It can come back to impact our future relationships, and it can keep us just in a bad place that we can't really explain and that we can't seem to quite crawl out of. Me encouraging you to find your happy place is also not suggesting that we have total control over how we feel. I do believe that we have more control over our thoughts than most people believe, but on the other hand, Breakups can cause us to experience sadness and depression that is a bit outside of our control. I've struggled with depression most of my life, and I am very aware of how it can overtake you the way that any illness can. I also know how effectively it can be to address it proactively. And while we may not have control over whether or not we get the blues after a breakup, our bodies and minds become used to operating in a certain way. The body-mind connection is so strong. The longer we go in our funk, the harder it will be to get out of it. Our happy places can help with this. Another reason I am doing this episode is that I know that using our touchstones and building up our toolkit for healing works. I've used this method many times over the last several years, including with my recent breakup. I first learned about it about six years ago when I was going through a pretty hard time. And also I happened to be learning about the law of attraction at the same time. I had really given my power in life away so many times that everything just crumbled again and again. I'd build it up, lose it, build it up, lose it. I had a series of disasters all in a row when I was in Australia after rebuilding my life for what I thought would be the last time. So it crumbled around me again. I knew I needed to learn a new way of doing things. I had faith in the law of attraction simply because I knew some strong and powerful women who practiced it. I would listen to Abraham Hicks every morning and I started to apply what I was learning. I found that some things that helped were walks, there's a certain restaurant that always put me in a good mood, getting out of the house in general was really useful for me, and anything that has to do with flowers. I looked for opportunities to incorporate these into my life every day, and it got me through. I've had some recent experiences as well. As some of you are aware, I went through my own bad breakup just a short while ago. 
socializing has been very hard for me or it was for about a month or so there. It just felt really heavy. And I pushed through and I even signed up for a volunteer shift at the museum where I help out. I was thinking like, that'll help, you know, like get out there, do something good. That's sure to help. <laughs> well, <laughs> after the event, we had the chance to mingle with the other ticket, with the ticket holders. And this is something that I really look forward to. But <laughs> this time I just could not get into it for various reasons. I was missing my ex. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling very irritable and very, very anxious. And I just had this sense that I just had to get out of there. Um, so I did. I left way early, left my friends there who were a bit surprised. And I just kind of like changed and took off really quick. And as I walked away from the museum, I felt teary. I felt a little defeated and a little sad for myself. Sorry for myself. It was a nice night. And so I just started to enjoy the walk. And then one of my touchstones appeared before my eyes. On the left-hand side of where I was walking, there was this large sunflower garden. And because of the time of year, it was just absolutely bursting with life. I could almost immediately feel the anxiety and the overwhelm leave my body. I smiled to myself as I often do when I'm reminded that my own advice works. I enjoyed looking at the flowers. I took a couple pictures. I smiled. Then I put on a playlist. I actually like kind of lifted my arms in the air and I nearly danced down the street. Then I took it even a step further and I went to my local pub and put a cherry on top of that experience. <laughs> Problem solved. Have you recently been through a breakup and want to feel better? I'm going to take a quick commercial break and then I'm going to come back and talk about the emotional scale and how to find your happy place. Nothing shatters your life like a breakup and the feeling of a broken heart is real. I know that it seems impossible right now, but there is hope and there are ways to heal. I would love to work with you one-on-one -on -one to heal your broken heart and put your breakup behind you. My personalized coaching programs are designed to pinpoint what will be most effective in helping you to move forward and make this breakup a part of your past. I believe in you. Message me at breakupspodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at breakupspodcast. And let's connect about creating a magical plan of action to get this breakup in your rear view mirror. All right, welcome back. And thanks for listening to my ads. They help me to cover the cost of the podcast and also reach more coaching clients. <laughs> let's talk about the emotional scale. As I said earlier, we can't expect ourselves to go from feeling miserable to feeling joyful overnight. But we can work our way up the emotional scale and just feel better. Baby steps. The emotional scale as developed by Abraham Hicks is a list of 22 commonly felt emotions. Those at the top, including knowledge, empowerment, freedom, love, appreciation. These are the emotions that vibrate the highest and therefore make us feel alive and attract better things. 
Those at the bottom, including unworthiness, fear, grief, powerlessness, victim, vibrate the lowest and therefore attract more negative things, right? Like a bad day can turn into a bad week really quickly, right? Especially during a breakup. <laughs> when we are struggling with a breakup, sometimes our goal is just to move one step higher. For instance, from disappointment to overwhelm or blame to worry. I know that those don't seem like happy experiences, but they're one up from each other. Eventually, we will be working from like enthusiasm to joy, contentment to hopefulness. When I was struggling in the very early days of my recent breakup, I kept the printout that I have of the scale near me where I work. And I would check in during the day to see how I was feeling and what I would need to do to just get one step up on the ladder. I have it right here by me right now, actually, because I knew I was going to be doing this episode. It was really helpful because it helped me to kind of keep an eye on it, but it also forced me to be so proactive about how I was feeling and what I was going to do to get myself to feel better. And my happy places and my touchstones were one of the things that I use. Manifestinglab.com says of touchstones, your life is a reflection of what you dominantly give your attention to. So by deliberately giving attention to good feeling things, you must, by universal law, attract more of them. Remember that you are never after the physical thing, the item, the manifestation itself. You are always after how it will make you feel. And on a side note, your ability to use touchstones or happy places will be tied to your ability to be in the present moment. This can be hella hard after a breakup, but the more you practice, the easier it will become. Living in the present moment and mindfulness are things that I happen to be especially good at, partially because I practice so damn hard and for a while. <laughs> Yet, whoa, my mind has drifted a lot um, to things that I'd rather not think about lately. After my breakup, oh, it happened. It definitely happened a lot. And, you know, at first I knew it was part of the processing and the grieving phase. I know that this happens to everyone after a breakup. And so I did kind of like just let it happen in, in many ways. I knew it would be temporary. I knew I needed to do it. And then as the weeks went on, I decided that it was time that I need to start getting back to normal and that I was needing to get out of that phase of the breakup. So I made a commitment at the beginning of each, each day to not think about my ex. And when I did, because I still did, <laughs> I would either out loud or think to myself, stop it. And then I would make myself think about something else. It did take a lot of discipline, but it sure helped. And last week was great. So how do we discover what our touchstones are? This can be a really fun part of breakup healing. And once in a while, I even post in my Facebook group about this and ask people what their touchstones are and if they know. And I really have a fun time hearing what people come up with. And if you come up with something new, I'd love you to DM me and let me know. And by the way, um, I just want to let everyone know, you can now find and contact me through breakuppod.com as well. So come over and find me there. It's a work in progress, but it's coming along and I'm very happy with it. Here are some tips to get you started on discovering your happiness go-tos. 
first, use a journal. The purpose of this journal will be just happy things. It may look like writing something from each day that made you happy. It may look like just writing a list of things that you already know make you happy. Or maybe looking up happy journal prompts and then setting aside a few minutes each day to to use them. Kind of like get yourself in the zone. Next, use gratitude as a happiness hack. Something that I've been doing most mornings over the past three weeks or so is writing three things I'm thankful for in my journal each morning. This allows me to get into a really great headspace and therefore notice more things that make me happy during the day. Starting your day with gratitude is so powerful. Something else that may work is to think about what used to make you happy. This is also something that I found worked for me when I was going through this rough patch in Australia. I started going on these really long walks and I let my mind wander. And because of how chaotic my life had been in the like few years before this, I feel like I'd really lost sight of who I am as a person and what makes me unique. And suddenly I just had all these memories. I remembered the joy that I had wandering through the library or going to a used bookstore. Learning about women's history was something that always really lit me up. Doing decoupage was something that just relaxed me and made me feel happy and creative. So I started doing these things again and completely changed my life. Another way to discover your happy place is to listen to your intuition and try something new. Maybe meditate on this. Even if the thing you try doesn't end up being something that becomes like your new happy place or something that you use as a go-to, trying something new will help you to feel great and it will help you to feel confident and it'll build your self-trust because you're showing yourself that you are going to be proactive about your wellness. Next, is there a place that you love? Can you spend more time there? Or maybe spend time there while you work on your list? If a physical place that you love is somewhere where you can go often, like a coffee shop or pub or park, I encourage you to do that. As you know, there is a pub in my neighborhood that is kind of my go-to, especially when I need to work and I'm feeling like, blah. I know that going to this place will help. Um, oh, I also have a, have a sushi place where I end up being quite productive. I love that my pub is so air conditioned this time of year. I love that the people know me and that the bartender pours my drink without even asking me what I want. I love my corner seat at the bar where I always seem to be so productive. Is there somewhere that feels so cozy to you? And next, if you are having a hard time coming up with your happy place, why not try a few tried and tested ones? In preparation for this episode, I did research into things that studies have shown to make people happy, and I also surveyed my audience. Here are 10 things that came up over and over. First of all, smile more. Just try it. I know that this works. And you know what? Even when I'm walking down the street, I try to smile and I probably look pretty darn goofy, but it just makes me happier overall. 
exercise for seven minutes. I read that this is like some kind of juicy spot. You can actually have an effective practice and it'll help shift your mood. You don't have to necessarily work out for an hour, though I hope you do sometimes. <laughs> get outside, get some sun on your face, nature. These things, these things came up over and over and over again. Work on planning a trip. I read that you don't even need to necessarily take the trip, but it's just the planning and the imagining of taking a trip that can help someone get into a better mood. Gratitude. Maybe list three things that you're thankful for. Maybe tell someone that you're thankful for them. Start your gratitude journal. Laughing. And for some people, that means, you know, looking at these cute cat videos or looking at other YouTube videos that make you laugh. There's this particular YouTube video. There's this scene from The Office where they're on the booze cruise and Michael Scott starts starts dancing as his presentation. And it always makes me laugh so hard no matter what is going on. So maybe find your Michael Scott dancing video. Fresh bread. I read a lot of times puts people in, the, in a good mood, whether just smelling it or eating it. And a song. Do you have a happy playlist? Do you have that one song that always seems to snap you out of this? I really, really recommend this. Um, in fact, sometimes something that I do with my three-month clients is I actually curate playlists for them. It's so fun. It's so effective. I would say this could be a really great starting point if you're not really sure what, what of this is resonating with you. Getting into bed after having a great shower. I read that a lot of people enjoy that. I definitely love getting into bed after feeling all warm and clean at night. A certain food. Um, a lot of people even thinking about their favorite food can help them get into a better mood and certainly getting it for yourself, going to a restaurant, doing something. Um, you know, for me, definitely it's that sushi place. And last, buying something for yourself. I read that this was kind of a little bit of a happiness hack that works for a lot of people, as long as you're responsible <laughs> about it. I know for me, just like buying one thing or one like dress or pretty accessory on Amazon often helps me feeling to feel a bit better. Or I have a book list on Amazon and sometimes I will just get like one book that I've been really hoping to add to my collection. And yeah, there's something about it that kind of makes the overwhelm go away. I'm guessing that there's not just one idea from that list that will work for you. So your homework this week is to try at least one. And I want you to let me know how it goes. So what are my touchstones? <laughs> I made an official list of I've got 11 here as well. So walking pretty much anywhere. This is just, this gets me out of my, my funk time and time and time again. It is pretty much always, always, always effective. Sunflowers, flowers of any kind or type. So even photos of flowers make me happy. Just looking at them uh, in magazines, of course, seeing them out and about just makes me so thrilled. Used bookstores. I love used bookstores. They are such a thing for me. And there's this particular one here in Denver, the Antiquarian. And every time I go there, it just makes me feel uh, alive and unique. And I just get so lost wandering around. And it's been one of my favorite things actually since I was in high school. I used to go to used bookstores and love it. Of course, my pub, Ritual. Shout out to Ritual Social House in Denver. <laughs> 
A good Mexican food place. So I wouldn't say I have like such a go-to right now. So I normally kind of do a little bit of digging before I go, but I love me some good Mexican food. Like hell yes. There is a kale bowl that I make for myself sometimes here at home that typically puts me in a pretty darn good mood. I just drench it in tahini dressing, which is something I really love. Uh, Texting with friends or getting some good girl talk in. Hell yeah. Cheeseman Park. There's a park here not too far from my neighborhood. I go there every single morning without fail. Well, unless it's snowing or raining, I guess, to be honest. And there is, of course, a garden in the back of the park that I go to and I poke around each morning to see like what new has come up and what flowers are blooming. And it just oh, it just makes me feel great. Even when I was in the darkest days of my recent breakup, I would go and enjoy looking at the flowers and tell myself it's going to be OK. Like if you can find joy in this, there's more joy to be had. So I'm an organizer. I always feel better after organizing my closet or my storage or something that's like untidy in my house that really does it for me. Even like straightening up for, again, seven minutes (laughs) is something that puts me in a better mood. And cowboy boots, (laughs) whether it be trying them on or just looking at them or shopping for them, especially. Yes, cowboy boots do it for me. I know this may not seem accessible to you if you are grieving a breakup right now. But remember, when we are in a funk and can't seem to shake it, it's time to try something new. I'm asking you to just try one new thing this week. I also believe in you and I'm sending you strength. And would you like a buddy to help you through this process? Contact me to learn about one-on-one support today. Don't waste another minute. The rest of the summer is waiting for you. The rest of the year is waiting for you. The rest of your life is waiting for you. Let's do it together. And with that, I will see you next week. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for listening to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I sincerely hope that you found today's episode inspirational or useful. I would love to support you on your healing journey. All you have to do is send me a message on Instagram at breakupspodcast or email me at breakupspodcast at gmail.com and I will be in touch to get you started. Remember, if you are struggling with a broken heart, your feelings are temporary. I am sending you so much love and luck for the week ahead. You've got this.